Andy? Yes. All right. Welcome. To another woo. For thought. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With your favorite host. Larry. Andy Nelia. So what do you want to talk about, honey? Oh, well, <clears throat> I want to talk about locking timelines. <sighs> right here. Yes. It's a, a woo for thought. So mm-hmm. if you're not sure about what I'm talking about, you go to Substack and you type in search in Elia Benz mm-hmm. and then it'll come up. You can subscribe or whatever you like. And then one of the tabs on top says woo for thought. Mm-hmm. And then there you'll find essays. Yes. And I think you can actually subscribe just to the essays. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but no. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know either. Either way, that's how I get to it. Yes. I just go to Substack, type in events, go to the tab on top says Woofer Thought, and those are those newsletter articles, the longer ones. Yes. There's also the regular ones mm-hmm. that we have our um, Driving to the Rest podcast, the same place. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there you go. So what we are talking about today is Timelines. the Woofer Thought. Does it have a title? It's called Locking <clears throat> Timelines. Okay. I'll put it right here so you can read it. So, this one stretches your brain a bit. Yeah? It stretches your brain a little bit? It stretches your brain a bit because it deals with things like quantums and timelines and plants and most efficient ways to things. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was quite surprised that most people don't understand what quantum means. And I had to kind of do a little bit of mental gymnastics when people talked about quantum uh, with regards to the like uh, self-empowerment community and the uh, sovereign communities and the um, uh, expansion of awareness communities, spiritual communities, all those. I did a little bit of mental gymnastics to fit it in. And I really liked the way that individuals use the word quantum. Uh, but how it got there is often forgotten. How it got that we use quantum to mean timelines and um, different <laughs> it's dimensions. Bit, it's a little bit like the podcast we're listening on our drive home about uh, translating the Bible from Hebrew, I think, into whatever language you're saying. And the Hebrew words had like 10 different meanings for the same word. Mm. And there's no spelling difference and not even a pronunciation difference. And most and many times not even a situational difference. It's just you had to know (laughs) what we're meaning when we were talking. So you could say the same word and it mean a completely Completely and totally wholly different thing. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. This one is kind of like that, but not quite. You see, quantum is from the word quantity and quantum would be the smallest quantity of something. Simple. And in physics, when they started experimenting with or observing or investigating and researching and experimenting with the smallest quantity of things, they found out that the physical laws of nature that they thought were pretty well established didn't work. So, for example, you might have heard that a photon could be a particle, uh, behave like a particle or behave like a wave, or be in one place or in multiple places, or in one time or in a different time, or affect... One thing here and another one, you know, thousands of miles away. So that kind of weirdness that it's been observed at a, at a very tiny level of measuring physical universe. 
and observing the physical universe. And when people started talking about that, then individuals who are intelligent uh, within the, um, you know, like expansion of awareness, consciousness, exper- uh, explorations or spiritual explorations thought, I know that. That is actually how the physical universe works. And this is how manifestation works. And this is how our lives work and functions mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everything else. They put two and two together and they started calling that quantum, which it, it isn't like, like it isn't because it's not at the smallest level. It's at actually macro level of experienced in life in the universe. Right. So it's not the smallest measurement, but it's actually big things like a body or life, an entire life or several lifetimes or whatever. Right. But they still called it quantum, which means very tiny particle. So that's a little bit of mental gymnastics, but like you said, it's like when people translate it, now the way it's used, that is way more interesting to me personally than the measurement of a tiny little thing in the universe, right? Even though that's where the weirdness starts showing up. Uh, you can't generalize it anymore. You can't, you know. Yeah, I think mostly now in the, you know, the, the communities we traveling because we don't usually hang out with particle physicists no we don't not on a regular basis no. anyway maybe we do but we didn't know because they don't identify themselves as a particle quantum, physicist or right? quantum physicist yeah. or a yeah, quantum physicist or, or whatever so mostly we understand when people start talking about quantum we they're meaning the quantum effects that are observed yes. of these small little things in and the larger our interpretation at a macro level of those things. Yes. So without all those words, we just say quantum. Right. Quantum effect. Exactly. Yes. Of something. Yeah. Right. And so locking a timeline being a quantum effect. Yes. That whole discussion, I mean, this whole, that whole part of this came from another podcast. We listen to a lot of podcasts. We do. We drive, we we drive quite a lot. We do. We have almost 200,000 miles on our 2016 truck. Yes. So that's a lot of miles. That's a lot of miles for it. And that's not the only truck we drove. <laughs> no, we had the Jeep and uh, for a long Jeep time we used that time, a lot. And a couple of Suburbans, we old ones. We Suburbans, yeah, we used those a lot. So and Both of those are over 200,000 miles, mm-hmm. but they're 1990s even. So. Yeah. They're Anyways, older. they're older. But besides that. Um, we were listening to this podcast and one of the things that the guy said, and I mentioned the name, I can say the name of the podcast here. So Julian the podcast, Dory. yeah, mm-hmm. the Julian Dory, who's a comedian, but he's actually interviews people who are Some really very interesting. interesting people. I was yeah. a little bit taken aback at the, the who he's talking yeah. to. It's like, that doesn't seem to match yeah. your, you know, right. demeanor, but yeah. cool. Interesting. Right. Interesting. I mean, I haven't listened to him much, but yeah. But what I've listened, he's very interesting people he brings in. One of these people's names is Ron James, and he likes to explore reality. Okay. And then he was talking about how physics does what, I mean, you know, he said the, the physical, the nature, nature, he said. Nature breaks the laws of physics all the time. It, it doesn't care about laws of physics. <laughs> and and then he started talking about um, quantum quantum phys- photosynthesis, which is a thing. It's a it's a it's a whole group like area of study for quantum like tiny little particles in mm-hmm. research. Okay. Right. Well, we, you know, we've all seen the picture. Probably there's a leaf and there's sun and it hits the leaf and it turns into sugar or whatever and it right. makes the plant grow. Yes. 
That's photosynthesis. And it gives us oxygen and yeah. sucks on CO2, things like that. So yeah. some form of photosynthesis, right? But the quantum photosynthesis is a studying of the pathway that those photons take in the plant to do right. their thing. And there's apparently quite a few pathways they could take. Yes. And uh, I had no idea. Yeah. But there are. So which one does it take? Right. And right. that's that's where you get into the whole... Uh, well, which pathway is the most efficient? Which pathway is the most efficient? Exactly. <clears throat> and that is something I explored in the book that I'm writing right now, The Planet of Entry, which is the third book of the return series. It's a science fiction series. And in that series, I'm exploring the, uh, the origin of the human collective the origin of sentency, the origin of, or the nature of the physical universe, and also this kind of choice of outcome, the most efficient outcome for a particularly chosen experience. And one of the characters is sentient AI. It's just, just, just throw to it say. in the bucket. Yes, yes, just yes. So you know. Yeah. So what Ron James said in the podcast saying a few words, he basically explained my entire third book. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the hell just In happened? <laughs> it took me like 400 pages to explore this thing. And he did it in one sentence or two sentences, right? And this is what he actually said, because I, I grabbed it from the transcription in the video of his um, the podcast, right? He said... What they found, he was talking about scientists, was that this plant was collapsing into a quantum state. And when he says into a quantum state, he means, he doesn't mean the smallest particle. He means uh, the multiple timeline thing, right? Okay. Where it sent the photon on all possible routes through the plant, then collapsed back into the physical reality and took the most logical route. Basically, what it's doing, it's sidestepping the laws of physics, going into a quantum state outside the laws of physics, to determine its best possible way of executing a task within physical reality. That's what he said. And I think at that moment, your brain kind of went whoosh. Yeah, I, he said, can you believe it? And I was like, what? Can you believe what he just said? I was like... What did you say? <laughs> and I repeated it back to you several times. Like... Yeah. I never even thought about it before. Right. It didn't so what even we're register. have for lunch, honey? Yeah. <laughs> didn't even register as interesting to you. It's like, no, uh, not particularly. Like, uh, because it seems so, um, not exactly relatable. Right? Right. But so your book. Was, yeah. That was more relatable. Right. But the sentence meant a lot. Because it's like, one of the things we talk about is having um, the universe repeat back to us the things that we express. Yes, right? yes. And it's repeating it back to you in other words. Yeah. Words completely different than the ones that we, uh, you know, usually talk about or think about. We don't talk about photosynthesis too much. Right. Or quantum. Well, we talk about quantum quite a few times. Yeah. We um, have been putting in out, out little bits of information about quantum manifestation mm -hmm. and if you're interested in manifestation at all or getting good at manifesting what you want i have a few things uh, out there courses and classes um and also the instant manifestation workshop 
which is on the Ibens Academy website. I think that's on uh, on demand. Uh, and at our com store, we have several small classes, you know, our classes that are manifestation related. So if you're into like that type of thing, go there. But to me, it's like just learning how to do this is super important right now for all of us. Everybody who's awake and who's a light worker needs to learn how to use instant manifestation, quantum manifestation, and choosing and locking in timelines for themselves that are reflect back to them the energy they bring into the universe, into this physical universe. It reminds me a little bit also of uh, this part, the uh, David Avocado's best ever little experiments. The best ever. <laughs> it's the best ever. It's like <coughs> yeah. feeling and expressing and feeling and and I mean it's like the. It's not just, oh, let's have the best ever drive. Uh, no, but it's like, we're going to have the best ever drive. drive. It's going to be so, so excellent. Good, so excellent. Right. So but there are some resistances okay. I have found with you. There are some. So, Larry, mm-hmm. you're going to Alaska for 10 days or something. 10 days, honey. It's better seven not be days? 10 days seven if the airplanes days? are, like, grounded or something. There's uh-huh. seven days, honey. Okay. Honey, you're going to... S- Alaska for seven days. I'm going to have the best time without you here. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. You're going to have parties like when we left. Yes. Brett had parties all week. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be the best time. I'm going to have the best time without you here. (laughs) Resistance, any? (laughs) Did you get resistances? Tiny ones, yeah. Yeah. Tiny ones, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which ones? I don't want to miss out. (laughs) You don't want to be sad on those <laughs> great times. <laughs> and you're going to have the best ever trip to Alaska with your family. Yes, yes. it's going to be great. It's going to be so great. It will be so great. Yes, it's going to be, it's the, gonna be best the best time ever. ever. Yeah. Resistance is any? Well, I just have to like make sure I know where my coffee thing goes. You know, you pour your coffee in the thing and it comes coffee and then you drink it in the morning. You have your routine where you push the button and your hot water gets hot. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's a little uncertainty about how the best ever coffee's coming in the morning. <laughs> Maybe you can bring your little chair with you. Maybe I can you bring have a massive suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we can become accustomed to certain things. Because I you know what? I think your dad doesn't drink coffee. I don't know. I don't think to. they have coffee. They have something called cachava, whatever yeah, that is. Yeah, exactly. And they Maybe I'll maybe cachava is the best thing ever. Yeah, maybe. We'll maybe. find out. You will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe bring some coffee just in case it isn't, so you can have the best time there. Because with you without a coffee, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> just in the morning, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I do need to apply that to it. Because there's, you know, I'm uh, two sides about the whole thing. Because I don't want to leave. Because I just don't like to. Yeah, you do. You it like was kind of home. like going fishing, you know. I, I kind of didn't want to leave to go fishing, yeah. but at the same time, I wanted to go fishing and come back with a Lots big money. paycheck and tons of yeah. fish and whatever. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, now what? You yeah. got this tension. Yeah. Right. So it might be nice to lock in a nice timeline. It would be nice, yes. Or go experience a whatever timeline throws its onto the wall, or how's it going to work? No, I would. I think that at the moment. 
as we're becoming adults, as light workers, we can't really go around the planet just going on the whim of whatever. Yes, on the whims of whatever's. We really need to take responsibility for what we're doing here. It, it does we seem really like do. the whims of whatever's. I mean, there's a majority influence, right? Mm-hmm. If you're at the whims of whatever's, the majority influences will be light dark because the majority of exactly the, the majority of people on the of, planet are of light the dark. invitations and requests are yes. light darks. Yeah, right. So you might be the invitation maker instead of yeah. taker. Yeah, or something like that. <clears throat> so moving into a quantum state, like a plant, how do we do that? Well, when I looked at the papers where quantum photosynthesis was discussed, it seemed that some theorists pointed to a quantum mechanics and imaginary time. The superposition, superposition instead of solid position in nature, what Ron calls the physical reality, right? Superposition means that it's not solid in position, right? Of the photon traveling through the plant, superposition being a possible state of multiple natures rather than one and multiple places rather than just one we, that explains it we, right? we pretty much exist yeah we pretty much exist that way already we do but usually We're the ones that locks in the timeline is somebody else we allow other people to look us into their timeline instead it. of mm-hmm. growing up and making sure we lock in our timeline which is like joy like love you know right I agree Mm-hmm. So, if you want to passively sit in the, I guess, the victim state of the circumstance of like no coffee in the morning, exactly, you can do that, you and can. you can have cachava, and it'll be terrible. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you can lock in a much more pleasant, joyful, high frequency timeline and have coffee or no coffee is irrelevant. It's right. the frequency of the experience, and it's going to be. Awesome. Me. And repeat it back. It's going to be awesome. That's going to be the best cachava ever. ever. Yes. Right. Yeah. But when you have those little niggles in the background that you're not convinced, that's when you enter <laughs> other things, right? right? And you can have, oh, well, you don't know which way it's going to go. I don't know how it'll go. Yes. But you can, because we are very good at setting ourselves up for sabotage and failure. Practice that. that. We're pretty yeah, we're good at practicing. Pr- we're practicing that very well. <laughs> we practiced that very well for the last however long. Yes. And there are times and phases where we go through, I like this flow state where everything is just perfect, mm-hmm. right? And that'll generally last for a period of time of usually a half a day or less. Yeah. Sometimes hours. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a couple hours, but mostly it's a, a transient state, right? Yes. Although it feels a lot of times like when we talk about that transient flow state where like the artist is in the art or the bicyclist is riding up the hill or the hikers to the mountain, the flow state where they're, they're at that state of what feels like enlightened, uh, blissful, experiential flow. Everything's coming and being experienced at a really high state. Mm-hmm. That state feels like the state that you Imagine a new paradigm might be, you know. Yeah. But um, at the same time, it uh, when you're experiencing it, it, it can become too big. You know what I mean? Mm, can you explain that with an example, maybe? Right after some time, you're you're overwhelmed by that state. Feel overwhelmed? Like, can it keep going? Can it keep going? And at some point, you're like, it's 
it can't keep going, right? You sort of stop it yourself. No, you need to explain it further for me. Okay, my experience of uh, those flow states yeah. and occasion uh-huh. are that the the other state of being like we are normally in uh-huh. impedes on it, and it's like a different state. Yeah. So things like eating, sleeping, things like taking care of your body don't seem to have any importance anymore. Right. But they do have importance. Yes. So in those states... There has to, it has to be transient. It has to be temporary, or else you just won't eat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I guess one of the uh, ideas would be maybe to move that flow state into eating too, and sleeping too, and everything. Yeah. But again, what we're talking about is uh, what is our what is our desire to experience a reality? It's right? to experience a reality to feel the ground under your feet, and right. uh, you know to have things have. Permanent flavor and of the strawberry, you know. It's repeatable. You don't yes. pick up a strawberry and every time it's different. Right. Although yesterday we did try a different one. Yeah. And sometimes Actually, they're sweeter and sometimes they're sour. Yeah. But they're all in the strawberry s- has been different to me. So maybe the fact that I noticed that <laughs> and you didn't might be part of it. <laughs> maybe, huh? Yeah. Either way, we're we're pushing in the edges of what is our experience of reality and yes. locking in a timeline. Almost always we say we want to lock in the best, highest, most whatever timeline, but it doesn't seem like that's actually what we mostly do. We mostly don't do Not it, we though. specifically. Well. But we in general. general, The yeah. general, we lock in timelines that aren't necessarily. The most efficient at what efficient we Efficient at anything or any or of those anything. other things. They are. Other people's timelines. Less selected. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. So that's what we're talking about, being mm. more selective about the timelines you lock yes. in. Yes, yeah. Through being aware of that this is a process that happens. Sometimes just being aware of that process means you can uh, catch yourself as a part of someone else's locked-in timeline. Right. Select yourself a little bit nicer one. Yes. Or a little bit better one. Or a completely different one. Exactly. That yeah. kind of what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So one of the things that I notice it can go that way, it can mm-hmm. go this way, is for example, let's say uh, you're a parent, okay, and you, let's say you have three children, and one of the children is making choices in life that is, you know from experience as an adult are going to bring him a lot of unhappiness. Mm. Let's say they decided to become a drug addict. They're just experimenting with a little bit of heroin. Exactly. Just a little bit, not very much, just a tiny bit. Yeah, and some alcohol added. Maybe some booze. Yeah. A little bit of that, too. And you know, as an adult, that's not going to go well. Just, yeah, mostly nobody can just do a little bit of that stuff. So, as a parent, it's really, really difficult... For you to let go of that timeline. Because that kid is going to be your kid, whether they're an addict or extremely happy, like being, you know, creating beautiful experiences. They're still going to be your kid. You're still going to love them. Right? But sometimes you have to release what you wanted for that kid to, for them to have that time, lock in that timeline for themselves. And for you not to participate in any of the drama 
the um, buying of whatevers or lies or whatevers that will come with that, that comes as a package deal with an addict. All the lying, manipulation, drama, aggression, uh, you know, all those things come with the addict. And sometimes you just have to release it because that's not your timeline. So how do you do it? You detach the importance of what you wanted for the kid and allow them in yourself to have that experience. But when they come knocking for drama and when they come knocking for forgiveness and when they come knocking for manipulations and lies and money, you say no. And that's really tough. It's really hard not to step back into that timeline that they've chosen and uh, participate and feed it. Mm-hmm. And when they turn around and tell everybody that you are um, a bad person and this and this and the other, you let it go. You don't put, give it any importance, you know. You know you're a good dad, right? And you know you're, or you're a good mom. You know it. So you don't need the, you know, other people knowing that. Whoever is important enough in your life will know it anyways. So sometimes it gets a little sticky. Yeah, because there's so many stories, right? Mm -hmm. If anyone who's been on any of these, that journey knows a hundred different stories. We see them in the movies, Mm -hmm. read them in the books, Mm -hmm. we experience them ourselves. All different levels and varieties of all different things, right? And um, in some cases we'll latch on to the story, right? Yeah. That we want to experience the most. Now, mm-hmm. that would become our timeline. Yeah. And we hope the other person maybe joins that timeline, but they may not, maybe not, right? Right, right. So, the timeline that you pick in as a person listening to this is going to need to necessarily be for your purpose to come here, a high-frequency mm-hmm. one. Yes. Right? So, the high-frequency timeline experiences Mm -hmm. they have some things there and there are some things that are definitely not there Mm -hmm. the definitely not there things are the things that you're not going to invite in or join Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the list is probably exhaustive of the not in it and in it things but circumstantially you can see obvious things like being tortured Mm -hmm. being um Victim of stuff. Or savior. Being the savior of a story. It's like, I'm going to save them or this or that. All of these stories go the wayside and different stories take their place, such as I will be, um, um, say I've got sick two kids, right? One of them is, uh, not doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Pay attention to that one. That, pay attention to the one that's not doing that. I mean, exactly. Who yes. gets the attention? Yeah. Who gets the most of your thoughts during thoughts the day? And frequency, timeline, yes. invitations. Let's have a wonderful trip over to here. Yes. And we're not even going to worry about where the heroin dealer is over here. We don't even <laughs> no. know. We didn't even think about it. Exactly. It's not even entering into our right. Right. I'm, I'm just picking on heroin because it's just a name. We, yes. I'm, I'm not not specifically. That could be anything, but. In a sense, you know, you, you're you in a split. Yes. <laughs> and in a split, 
It becomes obvious. It becomes obvious which ones are high frequency experiences, which ones are not high frequency experiences. Exactly. Then you create and lock in a high frequency timeline. Mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Other times in our other incarnations through the last however many thousand years, probably even more than thousands of years, the timeline that we will lock in is one that has light and dark. Exactly. And all types of varieties of flavors all of experiences. Sorts, all sorts, but that's we, not your job this time. This time is different. different. All right. So you can give yourself that little bit of understanding. This time yes, is different. It's different. Yeah. This time is different. Right. Right. I want to read a little bit of the end here. Well, actually, I think it's the middle. <laughs> okay. Because these, these essays are long, right? Lightworkers losing track of why they're here. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, it's more in the, the nature of our reality or our society has going to rise somehow, right? When, so basically, there's a way for you to know whether you're in your, you're locked into the most efficient timeline for you to have high frequency experience on Earth. Okay. Right. We're just, just a knowing. We're just saying efficient, but it doesn't necessarily mean efficient. Right. Efficient to be a drug addict? Efficient well, I mean, to be... it's the most... It is A. Let's just say it is A. Because I don't know if you can say you can lock in one timeline as the best high-frequency timeline oh, you that can. could exist. That's the whole point of this is you the can. The one best one? Yes. You can actually do that. Okay? You uh-huh. can. And you can sense into your where your life is right now. You can sense into it and see, is it... In the right place. Okay. Because a lot of people that are reading this or listening to this podcast, they have had a feeling since they were little that there was something really wrong with the planet. (laughs) Something's not right, huh? But that is actually a guiding system for yourself that allows you to guide yourself to the best experiences, the best, most efficient experience of high frequency experiences, and also the rest of humanity that has chosen that. Okay. Right? That's why it's, it's important for you to know. And one of the things is uh, tapping into that knowing, right? And it's very simple, right? We can present, look at this present timeline that you're experiencing right now in your life and say, does this timeline feel right? We look at it from the perspective of all choices we have made in our lives and get a, get a really good feeling of whether or not we're in the right track or not. Right. Sometimes go, ah, you know, I lost my way a little bit there and maybe I should do this, these things a lot better or not. You know, these type of things come in and then you know what changes to make. And sometimes it's like, yep, I'm pretty much locked into the best and most efficient time I'm right. Or maybe not in the past, but right now I am. Okay, so when we meld into the present time, this present time, yeah, we can test for a time and off things. Some things might be off. And yes, we can fix those. And by off things, I don't mean falling into a belief that this timeline doesn't feel right because I don't have a Ferrari in the garage. When in fact, we never did anything in our lives to get the type of income that allows for a Ferrari and the garage to put it in. Right? So this is part of it. What The choices that we've made. Uh, it is more in the nature of our reality. Our society has going to rise somehow. You know you can do better. You know you can do differently. Right now, in this moment, in this present time. Often light workers will go off track after they meet someone influential, like what they might call a twin flame or a soulmate, a teacher or authority, and their goals, aspirations and plans go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> what plan? Yes, exactly. So often it's the joining others that brings the timeline 
quantums all over wobbly yeah yeah and you know it's like there's certain people out there who I might call predators of light workers who are really good at latching onto a light worker and sending off spinning for an entire lifetime <laughs> I've seen that so many times does it work the other way around too Not so much. Not so much. Huh? One of the things that most light workers are not aware of is that individuals within the human collective are naturally led by authority. Mm-hmm. Because we're a high frequency species, the authority would be in a natural setting to be good, nourishing, inspiring, and would lead us into a life asserting life positive experiences in uh, in the world. So that is the nature of us. But what's actually happening is the opposite, right? We've been in a light-dark paradigm for a long time. And that also means experiencing the natural states here on Earth. We experience darkness. We're not victims of these choices, of experiencing darkness in our lives. We knew coming into this world that people were doing that here, right? And so the fact that in itself that there's darkness is not the wrong timeline, Right. But what you're experiencing and what you're feeding and what you're creating, that can be the wrong timeline. Right. Yeah. I, you, I, you know, you feel it. You know. Yes. Oh, that's not right. That's, yeah. this is, no, this is not the one I should be doing. Right. right. Let yes. me get off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then in the essay, I, I took a little bit of how, about how you can lock a timeline yourself. And how a person in authority that we give in authority to can lock up a lap, lock, uh, lock a timeline for us. So, you know, the, the, all the details are in the actual essay, but just to say that that is how we function. This is how we work. So basically it's about us taking back that ability, learning how to do it. Right. And making sure that we individually and as as a collective group of individuals, um, start locking in timelines that are high frequency. Okay. Yeah, that's a good a good good thought because the light dark workers are a bit more organized in locking in a timeline that suits them. Yes. Right. They have yeah. trillions of dollars, and I mean all of the <laughs> regularly media. accessed media outlets mm. and movies yes. and on and on and on. All the ways that it can come in so that what you receive has been filtered to try to get your agreement to lock in a light dark timeline. Exactly. Now you might think, well, how can little me affect the universe by locking in a timeline, right? Mm. Little? Remember little? What? What is well, another word you, for little? Quantum. Exactly. <laughs> quantum, you can do a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, right? Yeah. Right. So it's basically, um, we do have a good sense of direction, right? We came in, light workers came in with a really good sense of direction. So when a timeline goes off, we can resist the temptation to fall into fear or fear narratives, which are being used to lead the masses into dark experiences because like dark experiences require dark experiences, right? It kind of reminds me of our movie last night. Uh, oh yes, there are quite a lot yes. of dark experiences yes. to try to have a light experience. It's yes. like I know I'm going to have to do this terrible thing now. Yes, because at the end of this terrible thing, I'll be That's, so much better. Yeah, 
I think that was the message of the movie, in a sense, right? It's like, got to go through this terrible, terrible horribleness in order to do right for everyone. Or do the best. So, like, yeah. By the way, that's Guardians of the Galaxy 3. 3, yes. Which... All in all, I gotta say, is as good if not better entertaining than the first one. Yeah. And the first one was quite entertaining. This, yes. The imagination yeah. that was on display in the movie is really, really over the top. Right. But it has the regular light, I don't know, it's, it's like light worker trap message, which is we're stronger through our, mm-hmm. um, battles and our, Tortures and whatever, you know, it's like got a little, there was plenty of that. Kind yeah, of. it's like selling the drama and the light dark of the light dark experience, you know. And it's the like savior, of course. Savior. It was giant savior. Saved giant well, Guardians savior. of the Galaxy. Guardian They're of gonna the Galaxy. Be saving yes, somebody yes. and they saved the most innocent little victims. Babies on the planet of the universe, yes. But only say the word boop. Yeah. Oh, boop, boop, and boop, EO. Boop. Yeah. And EO. EO. Boop, boop, boop. EO. EO. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Either way, yes. enjoyable, entertaining, but aware of what timeline are they inviting me into? Oh, savior. Oh, terrible times to be uh, that. Well, the way to create a new real. They were they were here. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. creating a new reality. They were. they were making the new paradigm, and the way to make the new paradigm is to destroy the old paradigm. Right. So that's, that's the way. The way. Yeah. So what happens when you destroy the old paradigm? Everybody dies. Everybody Well, you are destroyed. the old paradigm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you engage in it. You are it. So here's the thing, you see. Okay. Um, that was it might feel really big, right? But let's bring it back to the quantum, and you're the quantum particle here. Okay. Okay. So, and it really literally means quantum amounts of time, which means every second of every day. We're talking about, okay, for the past minute, was I in a high frequency state on purpose, or did I give in to drama, bad feelings, anger, fear, frustration, envy, right? For the past five minutes, what did I do? Pretty high. Yeah. So you did it. For the past five minutes, you were great. You did great. So it's a little bit like that. At this time period in time of Earth, where we are right now, 2023, it is about every day you check in with yourself and you ask this question of yourself. And if bad things happen, okay, bad things are happening because we're still bridging over and we're still partly in the dark light paradigm. Do you indulge in those negative energies? Do you feed them? Do you get mad and angry and go fight? Or do you could passively become a victim and, or like try to ignore it and look the other way or what, or what? Or do you actively step into your empowered self and decide how you're going to feel about things and what you're going to do about it? Right? Which one is it? So you ask yourself that to yourself every day at a quantum level, at the smallest measurable level. The smallest measurable level for one person might be a day, maybe a month. The most smallest measurable pers- uh, amount for another person might be a minute, five minutes. Yeah, and then you ask yourself that question and then you 
realign yourself with your choice of a high frequency experience on earth and bringing high frequency onto the planet. Right. Mm -hmm. So part of that, yeah, like that guy say, I'm going to have the best day ever. Right. But if you don't actually feel it, feel, make that feeling happen, it's not going to happen. Right. So it's about the feeling. Feelings are the brick and mortar of our reality. Right. So there's a lot of tools you can use. You can use a stress relief exercise to release stress. If it's chronic, uh, you can get that at, um, well, we have links. We'll put links in there podcast and uh, you can use uh, the, ex- the exercise in this essay okay you tap in okay tap into the quantum yeah ask yourself was i true to myself today or did i fall into fear anger stupidity in my interactions with myself and others right and if you did you don't make it worse by feeling guilty and bad you go oh okay caught oopsie. Me. i caught me. i caught myself I caught myself. okay all it right it was unconscious and i yes oh my gosh i did it yes. all right well i'm i know what did it i know yeah. what to not do yeah exactly. i'm gonna lock in a timeline doesn't have that right it's like everyone can have their game yeah there's two games right totally now. totally one's a drama game yes high low light darks Light is in dark. There's light in there. Oh, it's absolutely. like there's flowers. Yeah. Of course, the flowers probably get burned at the end, but you know, there are <laughs> flowers. And the other one. Yes. The flowers don't get burned. Right. They just smell great and yes. grow as long as you want them to, and you probably don't even pick them. Right. You just enjoy their presence. And then the pretty little bee and the hummingbird who come and talk and send you an experiential message. It's like, Mm, the most nummy nectar. Oh, yes, that's the most nummy nectar. Then they go off. I mean, that's the kind of thing in the high-frequency paradigm. Yes. No no bee stung, no hummingbird. No, no flower got picked or harmed in the making of that movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. So lock in that timeline. Right. And it's conscious. It is conscious, yeah. It's conscious. Yeah. Expand yourself to your quantum self, right? Right. Which is the opposite word, right? <laughs> right. Mm. Unexpand yourself to the quantum self. Well, you know what I mean by what I mean by expand? Yes, is yes. Expand your awareness to, to include, include your, your tiniest bits. Yes. And those tiniest bits, which are like the plant and the photosynthesis, there are a lot of things on autopilot. Your thoughts, and awareness, yeah, the monkey brain. Monkey brains, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Choices all the, the invitations, day, invitations from all the others yeah. around you. Mm-hmm. So some and of question the, everything. Right. Some of the tricks, I guess we call it um, hacks, mm-hmm. are clearly do your best to surround yourself with high frequency people. Exactly. Yeah. And we have a telegram group that's pretty yeah. cool. It's public, you know, maybe that, telegram. Means the invitations that you're going to receive are going to be high frequency yes. instead of all kind of things. Right. So you try to surround yourself with high frequency um, people. That's mm-hmm. a good start. That's a really good start. That's what we've told. Find your tribe. Find yes. your tribe is high frequency people. Yes. Right. Right. Another thing is um, get a better understanding of the health and wellness of your body. Yes. Right. There are a lot of invitations to treat. Your health and wellness and sickness and all that stuff in certain ways that aren't high frequency. Right. And they are not your high frequency timeline. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, right, have high frequency thoughts when you're in pain or. It is hard, yes. Yes. And so effective ways to handle what is hurt occurring with your body because 
you brought your body to where it is now, right? Right. Now bringing your body out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Is a high, how do you do it high frequency? Mm-hmm. These are just basically the questions you start with. It's like, oh, I have a headache. Mm-hmm. That's catching yourself in, right, a painful timeline, I guess you would say, right? Yeah. So, and pain is usually a message, right, from the body. Data. Pain is data, right? It's data, information, yes. So with this data, am I going to suffer for the next whatevers or what? Fix it. Find ways to fix it so it doesn't happen again. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a good plan. Let's yeah. lock in the timeline where the headache doesn't happen. Yeah. And the uh, actions that I got to take. Maybe I got to turn off the lights. Maybe I need to drink water. And when yes. I say drink water, drink really drink water. Yes. Coherent water with music singing in it yeah. and the pretty colors and running in the stream with the birds singing. Real That's water. Real drink water. some real water. Or it might be I want an aspirin. It could be an aspirin is the thing. You can tap into it. See which one is your timeline. Yeah. So your body healthy. And I think that might be one of Avocado Boy's um, strengths in his best day ever. His body is usually, by all appearances, healthy, well attended to, I'll say. Yes. Yes, He puts a lot of attention. He puts a lot of attention on making sure of that. Yes. So that can help. It it definitely does, yes. Yeah. All right. You feel complete? I, I I think the more of us who do this, that's your line now, the easier it becomes for all of us. Yes. Start today. Start today. Okay. All right. Now we're complete. Mm-hmm. Love you, Love honey. You, darling.